0: Welcome back to the Vitalist Spark Podcast. I'm Marcus Johnson with Vitalist Health Foundation, and today we're talking with Dr. Amanda Burt from the Center for the Future of Arizona about the Arizona Voters' Agenda, a new resource which takes a radically different look at voters' interests and political campaigns in Arizona. So what is this radically different approach? Well, instead of continuing to fuel the fires of division that seem to inundate our lives, cfa's latest research reveals the issues that a majority of us actually agree on that's right as it turns out despite the smoldering embers we constantly encounter there is still plenty of untapped common ground where arizonans agree common ground which if championed by political candidates could lead to a winning formula for elections and an improved quality of life for Arizonans. Let's dive in. And we are thrilled to be joined today with Dr. Amanda Burke. Amanda is the Executive Vice President of the Center for the Future of Arizona. She has been there since, if I'm not mistaken, 2009, which mm. is just a couple of years ago. Um, so she has <laughs> a, a great deal of experience and insight as to the organization and some of it. great work. So Amanda, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. All right. So I wanted to start off talking about you actually tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to work with the center of the future of Arizona.
1: Well, thank you, Marcus. I've been with the organization for 13 years now, which has been an incredible opportunity to be part of a mission that I care deeply about, which is bringing Arizonans together to create a stronger and brighter future for the state. And I came to the Center for the Future of Arizona to lead some very specific work in our education portfolio. My background is as a classroom in low-income communities where I saw firsthand inequities in our education system. And I was really interested and still am very deeply committed to improving equitable outcomes and excellence in our education system, recognizing that it's so critical to creating future opportunity and changing lives. And the Center for the Future of Arizona, we are a do tank. We take, you know, big ideas and in collaboration with others, figure out how to get them into practice. And that really appealed to me to be able to work in that space. And then as I've grown with the organization, my portfolio has expanded. And not dissimilar to the work Vitalist does with health, that recognition that education is so interconnected to so many other issues and the opportunity to work on a broad agenda around the Arizona we want and improve lives for all Arizonans and drive towards long-term issues that matter to Arizonans, which include education, but really strengthening the state as a whole is the reason why I continue to stay and I'm really passionate about the work.
0: So that's a little bit about your background. Tell us some more about the Center for the Future of Arizona. You said it's a do tank. Help us understand, we've heard the term think tank. You're saying do tank. What are you, I imagine you do some thinking also, but what are you thinking about and what are you actually doing at the Center for the Future of Arizona?
1: Yes, and um, that term, do take Dr. Laddie Kaur, who co-founded the center with Dr. Sybil Francis, who's currently our president and CEO. Dr. Kaur coined that term for us, and it really has appealed to me. So our center is, our mission is to create a stronger and brighter future for Arizona, you know, by bringing Arizonans together to do that. So it's not CFA sitting in a conference room by ourselves. It's really about bringing Arizonans together to create that stronger and brighter future. The way we do that at CFA is really through kind of four key ways of doing. One is listening to Arizonans to to really deeply try to understand what is it that Arizonans care about and what do they want for the future of the state and to really center the voices of Arizonans, not only in the work that CFA does, but in, in broader discussion and action in the state. So it's one piece. A second is to then share trusted data. If we know what Arizonans care about and want, then how do we, how can we share data to help us communities and leaders understand how Arizona is actually doing? in those issue areas, recognizing that the old adage that what gets measured is often what gets done. Three, then getting these issues into the public dialogue and discussion and and the Arizona voters agenda, I think is a really great example of of what that can can look like. And then finally, and, and this is much of where the do tank comes in is, I think of us as rolling up our sleeves and working alongside leaders and communities to actually solve public problems. And the three areas where CFA is working deeply through programmatic work is education, workforce development, and civic engagement. Recognizing that, that those are really key foundational areas that need to be addressed in order to have a bright, prosperous future for those who live in Arizona and the long-term success of the state. The idea of a, of a do tank, I really think of it as like there's lots of great research, so many good ideas, you know both that originate in Arizona, but you know national research as well. but we really have needs and opportunities for organizations to be able to bridge that idea into practice. And that I think is something that CFA has really embraced and does. Uh, so that that's where the, the do take piece comes into play.
0: So, you said one of your major areas of focus for the doing part is in civic engagement. And we're on this podcast today to help to build awareness of the voters' agenda, which I imagine is in part connected to that civic engagement focus of of CFA. We are constantly exposed to divisive narratives in the news, in our personal lives, through all of our social lives as well. And there's that dominant narrative that. America, Arizona, even neighborhoods are more divided than ever. But the work of CFA and this Arizona Voters' Agenda kind of creates a counter narrative and and creates a, a narrative that's a little bit unique to what we normally hear about. So, do you want to take a little bit of time and tell us about the Arizona Voters' Agenda?
1: Yes, you really articulated what, what's at the heart of this. Is there is a lot of narrative both in Arizona and nationally, that we are hopelessly divided, you know, that we're so fractured that we can't overcome that. And what CFA has found um, now through three major surveys that we've done, our prior to Gallup Arizona surveys, and now the most recent Arizona voters agenda, is that Arizonans actually agree more than we disagree on the critical issues facing the state. And we think that that is a really important finding in the fact that we have found that consistently now, because so we did our first Gallup-Arizona survey in 2009, we renewed the survey in 2020, and then this most recent Arizona voters agenda is really aimed at understanding what Arizona likely voters in the 2022 general election, what are the top issues that matter most to you going into the general election, and what do you want to hear candidates talk about as they campaign for your vote? We asked about issues around education, immigration, the economy, and inflation, water, environment, and election reform, and also asked open-ended questions, you know so that Arizonans could say for for any issues, you know what are the issues that rise rise right to the top? And then those actually aligned education, immigration, uh, water, you know, towards the very top in terms of what's on the mind of Arizonans. The way that we developed the Arizona voters agenda is that we thought it was important to be able to have a really clearly defined threshold for what would make the agenda. You know, how are we defining? Where is there agreement? For the purposes of the Arizona voters agenda, we defined kind of what made the agenda with kind of a twofold approach. One was for any issue that was pulled, all Arizonans that that took the survey had to agree at the level of strongly agree at a 50% agreement or higher. So that was kind of an aggregate. We're interested in where do we have agreement across political affiliations? across geography, across age groups. So in order to be able to really get at that, the second threshold we applied is for any issue to make it to on the voter's agenda. It also had to meet for each demographic, for each group, political affiliation, age, for example, each had to agree at 50% or more within that group. So an issue couldn't make it onto the voter's agenda unless 50% or more of Republicans, 50% or more of independents, and 50% or more of Democrats, each group said this is a top issue. And so in that way, what we are really confident in is that these findings illuminate issues that are not partisan issues. These are issues that appeal and are important to Arizona's broadly across geography, age, and political affiliation. And so I think that that is really important because it can give us as Arizonans confidence that yes, these, these issues matter. And what's interesting is not only the level of agreement we have on a number of these issues, but the fact that a number of these issues are not what we're currently hearing about mm. in candidate discussion right now. And that's part of what we hope to do through this is bring visibility, center Arizona voices and utilize that through media, through influencers, through leaders, to be able to really change the narrative, to get candidates to talk about these issues um, so that, that we can better understand how they plan to respond. One of the most important findings that we have in the survey is nearly two thirds of all voters said that they would choose candidates based on plans and where they stand on key issues. So two-thirds of all voters are going to choose candidates based on plans, not based on political ideology or party affiliation, which makes it all the more important that we really understand what are the candidates' plans. And so that's the discussion that we're seeking to, to prompt and that we've released the findings throughout the course of June, but we'll continue sharing this information leading right up to the general election.
0: So again, to the listener who's paying attention to this podcast and is curious to learn more about the voters agenda. So you asked a number of different questions. Mm -hmm. Those that made a certain threshold actually made it onto this common Arizona voters agenda. These are the things that a majority of Arizonans, regardless of political party, regardless of geographic area, regardless of age group, we agree on these things. What are some of the things that surprised you or surprised CFA and what are some of the things that we really do need to be lifting up and that candidates should be considering talking about with Arizonans?
1: I don't know if this was a surprise but very clearly reaffirmed the importance of education to Arizonans. Voters overwhelmingly want Arizona schools to have quality teachers and school leaders. That was the top finding that we had in our 2020 Gallup-Arizona survey. And it was interesting to see that it came out at the top in the voters' agenda as well. Overwhelming support across the board on that. Another one might be the discussion about investment of the surplus. Voters care about, when we talk about the economy and and inflation, What we learned from the findings is voters care most about long-term growth, addressing inflation, and reducing gas prices. They want to see surplus invested in critical infrastructure as opposed to cutting taxes. Hmm. Uh, So I think that was an important finding. Voters said that they believe that our taxes right now are already relatively low and there wasn't support for further cuts. So I think that might be a finding that surprises some people in immigration, majority of voters. And again, this is across all political affiliations, support, comprehensive immigration reform. I think that that's important and might surprise some people in terms of, again, the agreement across all parties. And one of the items that didn't make the agenda is building a wall. You know, building a wall was not at the top of the agenda in the issues of immigration, and it didn't meet that two-part threshold. That's different than what we're hearing in a lot of the campaigns. So I think those are just a couple that I would highlight.
0: That's very different than what we see in campaign ads, from what we hear on the news, from what we see in televised debates. Mm -hmm. But it's also really encouraging to know that maybe we're not as different as we are made to believe.
1: And that's one of the messages that we're wanting to really convey is that sense of hope. I think there's a lot of hope in the fact that we do agree more than we disagree as Arizonans, and that we're not as divided as the rhetoric might lead us to believe, and that that provides a basis for how we can come together and try to get things done. That doesn't mean that there's not hard work in figuring out what the solutions are to those issues, but to know that we're in agreement on where we want to go as Arizonans, I think is really important, you know, in and of itself.
0: So you mentioned that one of CFA's goals is also to take action, to contribute to actual on-the-ground change. So what is CFA thinking or what are you doing to actually translate some of this newfound knowledge into action? What are some of the activities that you're thinking about or are already doing to actually infuse this within candidate forums or some of the candidate outreach with voters?
1: Yes, some of it we're already doing, which is getting the word out, sharing the findings, so we've been doing that through a number of opinion pieces that have run in major outlets in the state through advertisement. We ran a full page ad on the Arizona Republic that ran over the weekend, really first and foremost, getting the word out about what voters care about and what they want to hear candidates address. Sure. We want to make this actionable. And we're doing that in, a, in additional ways as well. So we're developing a toolkit, a toolkit, that can be used by moderators of debates. Um, We're working to proactively reach out to organizations that are holding candidate forums and sharing the toolkit and analyzing the data and sharing the findings. One of the things that we did to really make this actionable is actually identify big questions to ask candidates. And as we released each issue area, you know, we put forward a big question. So those questions are intended to be questions that media, we would love to see the media use those questions in the reporting that they are doing. Everyday Arizonans to be able to use those questions when they're attending a candidate forum or or listening into a candidate debate. So those are a few of the immediate things that we're doing. And those resources are all available on our website and we'll be continuing to add to them as well. But for any listeners that are engaged in any of this, please reach out. We want to be a partner and a resource to provide the information that others can then use as they're developing and shaping
0: questions. So the natural next question is, if Vitalists hosts a forum or if some of our partners host a candidate forum, or if we're just speaking with candidates on a one-on-one basis as a citizen, what are some of those questions that we should be asking them?
1: So in education, one of the top questions that you can ask is ask candidates, what is your plan to ensure that Arizona students have quality teachers and principals? We know that that was the major thing that Arizonans care about. What? what how do candidates plan to address that? Election reform. We know that this is a very big topic. Yeah. We should be asking candidates, what should Arizona do to keep our elections secure while preventing barriers to participation. Mm. Um, Arizonans want to have secure elections and they want to ensure everyone is able to fully participate in the democratic process. On environment, what sustainable practices should continue and be implemented to protect Arizona's air, land, water, and foster a high quality of life for all. And in Immigration. How do you define a functioning border for commerce? What does that look like from the perspective of each candidate, and what is their vision for immigration reform? That's just that uh, you know a few examples. I also want to mention that on education, because we know education in Arizona is consistently one of the top key issues. Right. We uh, partnered and are coordinating with Education Forward Arizona. A statewide nonprofit in Arizona that focuses specifically on education. And we developed coordinated surveys. So, following CFA's Arizona Voters Agenda survey, Education Forward Arizona followed up with a survey that did a deeper dive into education. And so, we've been working together on a more robust set of candidate questions in education. And so, that's also a a resource that listeners can look for from both organizations.
0: It's really, really interesting, A, that there is so much agreement in how you've been able to frame that into questions, but B, I'm particularly struck by the question about air and water quality in the environment, where the popular narrative would lead us to have a conversation about climate change and global warming, and that becomes really divisive. But when you break it up into, and this is me inferring right now, but when you break it up into our air quality and our water quality and what we can do as Arizona to ensure that we can all have a higher quality of life based on the environment around us, it seems like that's where more common ground starts to be created.
1: Yes, that's what we have found. And that when you ask about climate change, that term specifically didn't make the voters agenda, but that doesn't mean that Arizonans don't care about air, land and water, which did. So. I agree with your observation.
0: Okay, I'm gonna ask you to pontificate a little bit now. All right. So we have a common narrative out there of division. Center for the Future of Arizona and this research has showed us that there is a lot more that brings us together than we may originally think. So what's with that? Why, why is there such a strong narrative about the division in this country, the division in this state? Why don't we hear more about these areas of common agreement?
1: Well, I think there's a lot of viewpoints on that. I think one is by, through the research that the Center for the Future of Arizona has done through our GALF, Arizona Survey, and then the Arizona Voters Agenda is sharing the findings that actually run counter to that, to be able to show through trusted data we have evidence, very clear evidence that Arizonans do agree more than they disagree. So being able to share that information from a organization, we're a nonpartisan organization, I think is also important for listeners to know, You know, we work really hard to be a source of information. So for an organization like CFA, to be able to share that information, to, to even provide a care is one piece. And then I think that creates the space to ask exactly the question that you just did, Marcus, of like, well, what is contributing to that? I think some people might say that candidates aren't listening to to that because they are elected based on the people that they stand in front of in rooms leading into the primaries and that there may be some reluctance to broaden the issues that they talk about because that's not how they believe they've been elected yeah. for candidates that may be in that position. I think the Arizona voters agenda, because we looked at agreement across political affiliation, should give candidates confidence that by speaking about some of these issues like water, water is such an important issue for Arizona, but we haven't yet heard a lot about water in some of the key races. But If candidates were to talk about it, it's likely that they could win votes from across parties. So that's one piece. I think a lot of people have raised questions about the structure of our election system in terms of primaries contributing to outcomes that don't represent the views of majorities of Arizonans. You know, a third of Arizonans are independents. Many independents sit out the primary because there are additional steps they have to take or they may not be fully informed that they can vote. Are there there needs and opportunities in Arizona to look at the structure of our system to examine that and and how that is contributing to to outcomes that we're seeing? So those are a a couple. But I think just this counter is, is really important. I had the opportunity to be in a conversation earlier today that was a briefing on the legislative wrap-up from the most recent session. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised to learn that of all the bills that were signed into law this legislative session, 63% of the bills had bipartisan support. 63%. 26% had unanimous support. But I don't, think that is the perception that Arizonans have in observing what's going on at the legislature and so I think there it's incumbent on those of us that are engaged in public policy those of us that are really talking you know that are that are leaders in communities to really be able to bring more attention to where we are working together and highlighting that because I I think we we have a opportunity to really embrace this idea of the Arizona we want of our shared hopes and dreams you know our our shared you know public values and to build on that and then I I think people are tired of the rhetoric of divisiveness and are looking for places to come together and work in a positive and productive way that, that is actionable. And I, and I think the Arizona voters agenda provides, you know, one of those starting points.
0: So you've mentioned the Gallup polls that you've conducted, a number of the other projects that CFA has worked on we've dedicated most of the time here to talk about the Arizona Voters Agenda. And you just kind of alluded to maybe in the future, there's opportunities to take a deeper dive into the setup of our primaries, the real or perceived incentives for candidates to speak about particular issues. What's next for CFA? Have you started thinking about where you take this next? So
1: we're going to continue... Listening to Arizonans and sharing information about what Arizonans think about, what they care, and the actions that they want to see happen. The Gallup Arizona survey is a long-term view. So all the survey questions in that survey, which we do every 10 years because it's it's the most comprehensive representative survey of its kind to our knowledge in, in the state. And it's also one of kind nationally, which is really cool and a point of pride, I think, for Arizona. But all the questions in there are really about over the next 10 years, what are the most important things? And so that provides a long-term action agenda. And the voters agenda, I think, provides information that is critically important from a timeliness perspective sure you know we have an opportunity in Mary's and in the general election to um, create alignment between the Arizona we want and the Arizona we have today you know because we do have gaps the one is aspirational how do we you know where are the levers and the opportunities to put that within reach elections are one key piece. Based on the voters' agenda so far, we think that we'll continue to do this in subsequent elections. So that's something that people can look to and we look forward to collaboration as we, you know, look ahead to, to the to the future elections. That's one piece. Another is that in creating the Arizona, we want some of the work rests with the legislature or with elected leaders, but not all of it. You know, there is a piece of this work for leaders and communities in every space, in philanthropy, in nonprofit, in the private sector, and yes, in our elected leaders. And so part of what we're doing is continuing to illuminate our shared public values, the actions that Arizonans want, and use the data to prompt dialogue and discussion with leaders and communities to be able to say, where is good work already underway that aligns with this? where these findings can continue to build the momentum? And where are there findings that illuminate gaps that need to be addressed? Mm -hmm. Because CFA, we are contributing to creating the Arizona we want, but it's not ours to do by ourselves. It's the role of every leader, every community. And we're seeking and working to get the information out and inspire that conversation and provide the support. And then where we can through partnership through our work in education, civic engagement, and workforce, say, okay, here we have some real programmatic things that we can do together that can also help in community.
0: Amanda, I'm curious. One of Vitalist's priorities is around civic health. This is obviously connected to that. Our other priorities are related to healthcare integration and access to care, housing, and food systems. Did any of your polling shine any light on any of those issues? in terms of how Arizonans think about access to care, housing or food?
1: Mm -hmm. In the Arizona voters agenda, while healthcare didn't make it among the top themes in the open-ended questions, cost of housing was towards the top, just under 10% of respondents said that that was a key issue. I just, anticipate that that will continue to come up more and more as we continue to do additional survey research. But I think, and vitalists already named this you know, so well in the, in the work you lead, is the understanding that health and healthcare, that so many of these issues are related, so many of the issues that Arizonans care about are social determinants of health. So economic stability, education, Uh, social and, and community context, health and healthcare, built environment, all of those things relate. So while healthcare by itself wasn't named, the issues that rose to the top clearly connect. And I think that that's another important piece of this work is by thinking about and talking about and articulating this, this bigger idea of the Arizona we want, yeah. I think provides a recognition that these issues don't exist in isolation and they're not gonna be solved in isolation. And so creating a space and a table to have the discussion about where are the intersections and by working on multiple issues, kind of in a more collective collaborative way, how do we advance on, on more fronts?
0: Well said. All right, last call. What's the one thing you want listeners to remember about this conversation?
1: That Arizonans agree on the most important issues when it comes to the future of our state, that we need to remain hopeful in what we can come together and accomplish to create future opportunity to improve lives of Arizonans and to have a a strong state for the future and to specific to the election to, to vote and to utilize this information to inform the kinds of things that voters are thinking about and looking for from candidates. So that, that, that would be the, the, my major ask.
0: And on the voting front, the primaries are coming up in just over two weeks. So just right. Republicans or Democrats can vote in those, right?
1: No, no. And great question, a great opportunity. Independents can also vote. Independents are not excluded from primaries. You do have to request an early ballot by July 22nd, where you can go directly to the polls on election day. And you do need to choose if you're going to vote in the Republican or Democrat ballot, but it's you choose, you vote, and your voice and your vote matter. So everyone can vote in the primaries and we encourage everyone to do so.
0: Dr. Amanda Burke, thank you so much for joining the Vitalist Spark podcast. And thank you so much for all the incredible work that you're doing with the Center for the Future of Arizona.
1: Thank you so much, Marcus. I really appreciate the opportunity.
0: As the 2022 Arizona state elections approach, August 2nd for the primary and November 8th for the general. Now is the time for Arizonans and candidates to be considering the findings of the Arizona voters agenda. We live in a democracy where leaders are elected on our behalf to represent our interests. And although we will always have our differences, there is far more that unites us than divides us. What might our lives look like if we and our elected officials celebrated these common bonds What would it mean for the health and well-being of this state? Be sure to check out the Arizona Voters' Agenda at ArizonaFuture.org, and visit Arizona.Vote to ensure that your voice is heard in the upcoming elections. Finally, we'll end today a little bit differently with an excerpt from Maya Angelou's poem, Human Family. I note the obvious differences in the human family. Some of us are serious, some thrive in comedy. The variety of our skin tones can confuse, bemuse, delight. Brown, pink and beige and purple, tan and blue and white. I have sailed upon the seven seas and stopped in every land. I've seen the wonders of the world, not yet one common man. We seek success in Finland. We are born and die in Maine. In minor ways, we differ. In major, we're the same. I note the obvious differences between each sort and type. But we are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. We are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. We are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. As always, many thanks to the team at Gordon C. James Public Relations and Rob Trigg at Star Worldwide Networks for production and sound design. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.